Well, you know, I had a, a joke in mind that I wanted to share with you all, but in all honesty, I, I wanted to say, what do you call a man who is happy and sad at the same time? His name would be Brother Christopher Sanders. I'm happy that I had an opportunity to share this weekend with you all and be invited uh, by the elders uh, to be here for the gospel meeting, but at the same time it is ending, and so I am sad. But I would like to say again to all of the families, uh, to the elders here, to all of the members here, uh, for all of your kind words, for you all opening your homes, for you all taking us out to meals, inviting us to your homes and preparing meals, and even after tonight, some more meals. I am so thankful, I am so honored, uh, for, for you inviting me and my family here to uh, share this experience. It, is be, it will be one that I will never forget, and I'm so grateful and so thankful. The lesson this, this evening is one that hit home with me. We typically hear people talking about Jesus coming back. And normally we think and talk about the coming of Jesus and the future tense, saying, well, if Jesus would come back today, where will you be? Or if Jesus comes tomorrow. However, this evening, I would like for us to approach the concept of the second coming of Christ in a past tense. What if... Christ came back yesterday. What if he came back yesterday? Not today, now that you're here, not tomorrow because you've heard the message. What if he came back yesterday? What would he have found you doing? What would have been your mindset? Where was your heart? What was going on in your mind? Turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 13 and let's look at verses 32 through 37. The Bible tells us that no one knows the day or the hour when our Lord will return. So... I'm telling you, let's not let doomsday or so-called modern-day prophet tell you he knows the date. Many try to tell you that they know when the world is coming to the end. But in Mark chapter 13 and verse 32, the Bible says, But concerning the day or the hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, keep awake, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. If Jesus had came back yesterday, it would have silenced a numerous amount of things that are common to us. 
I want you to think about all the things that are coming to us. But if Christ came back yesterday, wars, bloodshed, the loss of loved ones and friends, the loss of land and homes would be no more. If Christ would have came back yesterday, the lust for money and and or possessions would be no more. If Christ would have came back yesterday, no more crime, no more rapes, no more robberies, no more murders. Christ would have came back yesterday, no more hunger, no more cries for hunger, no more starvation, no more sickness, no more family members dying of cancer and all these illnesses that we have no clue where they come from. If Jesus had came back yesterday, it would have meant something very important. If you would have been faithful, if you would have been someone who was doing what he was supposed to do or you were someone who was not, the question would have been, where would you be spending eternity yesterday? A lot of times we get comfortable because we feel like, oh, well, it's been this long. I got time. As if he could not have come back yesterday. See, some people say, well, I'm going to come to church. I know you've been inviting me to come. I know you've been asking me and having Bible studies with me and asking me to obey the gospel as if you think that you know when Christ will return. But if he came back yesterday and you were not in Christ, you would not be in heaven. If he would have came back yesterday and your attitude would have been this, I don't care about the gospel meetings and I don't care about Sunday morning worship. Where would you be spending eternity forsaking the assembly? Where would you be spending eternity? See, let's stop thinking about in terms of if he comes back tomorrow or a week from now or a month down the road or when I'm old and feeble or I've lived my life and I've done everything. If he came back yesterday, where would you be? Turn your Bibles to John chapter 5 and let's look at verses 28 and 29. Because I want you to know you're going to spend eternity in one place or the other. Beginning with verse 28. Do not marvel at this for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice. And come out those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. Depending on what you were doing, depending on what your mindset was, depending on how you showed reverence toward God will determine where you would be spending eternity. It's either in heaven or in hell. Therefore, if God had chosen to bring about the end of time, the time that we know. This very moment, all of the good things, all of all of our families and friends. The question is not if it will be in eternity. The question should be where in eternity. The Bible clearly teaches us that there are only two destinations. Understand me, there are there are only two destinations there. There is not a place where you can hang out for a little while and be in detention for a little bit and kind of get your act together. There there are no crash courses for you to go through and kind of get it together. You're either going to spend eternity in heaven or in hell. And if Christ came back yesterday, where would that be? Tell your Bibles of first Thessalonians chapter four and let's look at verse 16. The Bible clearly teaches us 
There are two destinations for that final abode for all of our souls. Beginning with verse... Let me see. Sixteen. It says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. And then the flip side of that is hell in Matthew 25 and verse 41. The Bible says that in Matthew 25 and verse 41, then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. I want to ask you, if Jesus had came back yesterday, where would you be right now? Honestly, ask yourself. Where would I be right now? If you came back yesterday, if you were married, where would your mate be right now? If you had accountable children, where would they be? If you didn't have accountable children, where would they be? Supposing Jesus came back yesterday, let's think about our lives as it was yesterday. I'm talking about when you left here. I'm also talking about not just because we're at the gospel meeting around uh, Christ-like people. I'm talking about what were you doing on Monday? What were you doing on Tuesday? What were you doing on Wednesday? What was your conversation like? What was your attitude like? What was your conversation between you and your spouse like? What was that conversation with that young lady or young man on the phone? What were you looking at on the internet? What were you watching on television? What were you consuming? What were you drinking? What were you smoking? What were you doing yesterday? And if Christ came back, where would you be spending eternity? I want to ask you a question. If Christ came back yesterday, according to Luke chapter 2 and verse 49, were you about your father's business? If I were to find you or, or sought you out just to see what you were doing, would you have been about your father's business? Because they were looking for him. He said, what are you looking for me for? Because I'm about my father's business. I'm in my father's house. What is your mindset? Are you kingdom-minded? Are you about your father's business? Or were you expecting the Lord to come back yesterday? So I think the problem is we, we don't act as if we should be expecting him to come back. But I'm here to tell you that you should. You should be acting and preparing yourself for the coming of Christ. 
It's not just I'm preparing myself to go to the gospel meeting or coming to church or going to other events. No, I'm preparing myself for the coming of Christ. Were you expecting him? Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 12. Let's look at verses 35 through 40. See, somebody was, was, was only expecting to, to take a trip and go on vacation. That's what their expect, expectation stopped. Somebody was expecting to check. Somebody was waiting on the check to come in from work or, or, or somebody was expecting to, to go to a party or somebody was expecting to go watch a movie. And I'm not saying any of these things are inherently sinful, but that, that was where your expectation was more than it was expecting and being prepared for the coming of Christ. The Bible says in Luke chapter 12 and verses 35 and through 40, it says, stay dressed for action and keep your lamps burning. And be like men who are waiting for the master to come home from the wedding feast so that they may open the door to him at once. And when he comes and knocks, blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will dress himself for service and have them recline at table and he will come and serve them. If he comes in the second watch or in the third and finds them awake, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the master of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would have not have left his house to be broken into. You also must be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So we ought to be waiting, anticipating. See, I think about it. I, I'm like, you know, so I'm supposed to wake up with the expectation of how I live my life today, the decisions I make, the people I hang around, the actions I take, if Christ came back today, will determine if I go to heaven or hell. I'll say it again. When you wake up in the morning, from the time that you are blessed to see another day, are you saying to yourself, everything that I do, my mindset, my level of thinking, my level of speaking, my level of understanding, how I treat people, my service and my loyalty to God. It matters because if he comes back while I'm doing something that I'm supposed, I'm not supposed to be doing. I hadn't had an opportunity to say, Lord, forgive me for I've sinned. I hadn't had an opportunity to pray about it. But see, if you're already in the right frame of mind, your heart is in the right place and you are anticipating the coming of Christ, you would act as such. Jesus is returning, but if he came back yesterday as a Christian, what was your attitude yesterday? Were you indifferent toward the church? In Revelation 3, 16, he, he said, you know, did you have a coldness toward a brother or sister in John chapter 13 and verse 14? What was your relationship to Christ yesterday? So if you're here today and you haven't obeyed the gospel and he came back yesterday, 
See, the blessing and the grace is that you have an opportunity today because he hadn't come back. But if he comes back in the middle of me speaking and you're not in Christ, you will be lost forever. If you have unforgiveness in your heart towards your brother and sister, it doesn't matter that you're sitting here and you haven't got that right with God. You are not going into heaven. If Jesus had come back yesterday, today will be too late to do many things. I want you to understand that. If he came back yesterday, today would be too late to do anything. It would be too late to learn about the Lord and love him according to John chapter 14 and verse 15. It will be too late for that. It will be too late for you to study your Bible, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. It will be too late for that. It will be too late to preach the gospel according to Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. It will be too late for that. It will be too late to obey the gospel, Acts 2, 38. It will be too late for that. See, let me tell you something. I, I want to address everybody. See, young people, ignorance and carelessness are striding towards judgment. Let me say something to the aged people. With slow and unsteady steps, you are stumbling towards the judgment. Let me say something to the poor. They, they are walking towards the judgment. Whether they look good or they're walking towards the judgment and, and holy and, and rough clothes. The rich, those who are driving luxurious cars, you are driving towards judgment. Those who are spending all of the money, you're spinning around towards the judgment. And yes, we must appear before the judgment seat. Every sin in which we have not repented of will be brought into judgment. Every lie, everything that that we've done would be exposed. Nothing would be covered up. So yeah, you you, you may look good on Sunday. You have your suit on and your nice, nice dress and your makeup and everybody looks good and that's great. But everything that you have done that we know nothing about will be exposed. So if Christ came back yesterday, where would you be? We're talking about the attitude. Again, you know, this is just what what we deal with as as Christians. But the attitude of those who are saying it doesn't matter to me to come back to services. If you were at home with your feet laid up, you're supposed to be here at the second service, gathering together with the saints, singing praises and hymns unto him, learning another portion of his word. And he came back with your feet set up on that on that couch, watching the game or sleeping or doing nothing in which you have been commanded to do. What could you possibly say? It's too late. And many carry the attitude that it's not important for me to be here. It's not important for me to worship God. It's not important for me to show reverence to God. It's not important for me to show love to my brethren. It's not important for me to do what God has commanded me to do. And I'm here to tell you too, if you have this ideology that there is some type of group judgment, you need to get that out of your head. Every single person in here will stand alone. You will answer for everything that you've done by yourself. Your mother can't pray you in. Your grandmother can't pray you in. If your wife has been a faithful member of the Lord's church, but you have not, and you think that she can pray you in or kind of have a conversation with God, she can't. And for all of you who understand that Brother Clark is a lawyer, he can't defend you in no shape, form, or fashion. 
A loving mother would never be allowed to go in with her entire family if she was not faithful. A husband who, who thinks his work is, is more important than, than coming with his family is too busy. He, his wife can't get him into heaven because she was devoted. Doesn't work that way. And then for my youth, if you think because your parents have been faithful ever since you've been a little person and now that you're an adult and you, you, you're in between and trying to figure out what you want to do, mom and dad can't get you in because they were faithful either. You will stand alone. Let me ask you this question. What would you do if you knew that today was your last day on earth? How would you spend it? Let's just say we, 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 we can know. Just say, okay, tomorrow... Christ will be back and he'll come back around 3, 3 p.m. How would you spend it? How would you spend it? If I told some of you all that now, you'll probably say, Brother Sanders, you need to go ahead and wrap it up because I got some things I got to do. I got some places I got to be. I got some phone calls I got to make. I, I, I got some forgiveness. I got some praying. I got some reading. I got some stuff that I need to fix. I got some things that I need to change. And what I'm asking you is, if Christ came back yesterday, it will be too late. And the fact of the matter is, we don't know. We don't have a time. We don't know when. So I'm telling you and I'm encouraging you to take care of that business today. As a matter of fact, you should have took care of it yesterday. You know what? God said a certain day. And you know what he called it? Today. He called it today. Turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 4 and let's look at verse 7. So you got a lot of people who probably spend their last days on earth drinking and taking drugs and, and merry making and having illicit relationships and doing everything they could and, and trying to check stuff off of their bucket list. That's what some people would do if they knew that they had 24 hours to live. The Bible says, again, he appoints a certain day. Today, saying, though David, so long afterward, in the words already quoted, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. See, you coming in every Sunday and, and on Wednesday nights and you're learning and you're reading the word and you're not taking advantage of today, you're making a mistake. There is a certain day that you need to be looking towards and that's today. And for some of us, it was yesterday. If there's someone you need to ask forgiveness for or apologize to, you need to do it today. As a matter of fact, if they're in this building before you leave, you need to have a conversation with them. You need to get it right. You need, first of all, you need to repent, and then you need to get it right with them. Somebody you owe money to, if you promise to pay them back, you need to do what you need to do. Maybe it's somebody you need to pay a visit to to encourage them because they, they have lost their faith. They've lost their zeal. Maybe there's a phone call you need to make to a brother or a sister or a mother or a father because you had a, a, a disagreement and you hadn't talked to them in years. You need to make that right. You need to get rid of that unforgiveness because bitterness will eat you from the inside out and it will also keep you out of heaven. If it's within your ability to act, then today is the day to do it. And I say again, Yesterday would have been better. For the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 10. Whatever your hand finds to do, 
do it with your might. For there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol to which you are going. No one can escape the judgment, saints. No one can. All must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And that decision of judgment for those who have accepted Christ is based on the unrepented sins that you have in your life. Those things that you have committed, you got to change it. And I know that I talked about Brother Clark, but when I think about it, if during the judgment, I, I just want you to know there, there won't be any appeal. I'm, I'm just saying, I know maybe you may have put some things in your mind where you probably say, when I get up there, if something's going on, or I figured out maybe I can talk to, to Jesus and say, you know, listen, man, let's cut us a deal. You know, let me, let me work something out. I'll, I'll spend about two or three years in hell and, you know, I get out on good behavior. It doesn't work that way. There is no appeal. There is no, well, can I have another chance? Give me another shot. I know I've been on earth for 60 odd years. I've been on earth for 30 something years. I've been on earth 80 something years and I've only given you half of what you deserve. Now I'm willing to appeal. Hey, please give me a chance. Just give me one more shot. I've given you shot after shot after shot, year after year after year, chance after chance after chance. Every time you are awake and you're in your right mind, I made sure you had a roof over your head, clothes on your back, food in your mouth, people around you, the right preacher, the right congregation. All of these things are provided for you and yet you did not change. If Christ came back yesterday, where would you be? We should appear before the judgment seat of God and everyone should give an account according to Romans chapter 14 and verse 12. The Bible says, so then each of us will give an account of himself to God. See, the Bible tells us that the road that leads to eternal life is a narrow road. And there are few who travel upon it. Do you know why it's few? Because few are unwilling to change. There are only a few that says, you know what? The only thing that matters to me is my soul salvation. Nothing else matters. Nothing. Not the amount of money I think that I can make if I go to school and I do this and I, I try this. It's nothing wrong with educa- education. I, I, I'm not knocking that. What I'm saying is that should not be the most important thing. The most important thing in your life should be where you spend eternity. Nothing else is more important than that. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? I was talking to a brother and I said, what if you spent a thousand years? You lived for a thousand years. I mean, you had everything that you can think of. You lived it up, you, you, you traveled the world, you did all of this thing. You, you know how we see people on television, we're just like, man, I wish I could, I could have that type of life, man. I would do this and I would do that, and that's, that sounds great. But I want to encourage you to try to prepare for eternity. I want to encourage you to, to, to do something. You know, we have what we call, what is it, 401k? I want you to start investing in your 401E, your eternal destination. 
Invest in that. Put your time, your will, your might, put it all into your eternal destination. And I promise you, no matter how hard this life would be, but when this life is over, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. I urge you all to accept this. When it comes to the matter of eternal life or death, I'm telling you, we stand alone. And you have to make a conscious decision to change. You have to understand that when you look at your life, because I'm telling you, this, this right here is what I call the mirror. When you look into this and you look at yourself and it's looking right back at you, you have to be honest with yourself and say, I don't measure up. My life does not line up with that of Christ. I look nothing like that. I act nothing like that. And because of it, I'm disgusted and I'm ashamed. But I'm going to tell you something. You're not stuck there. You can change it. Remember, a lot of us are afraid to change it because we feel like we're giving up something. You are. You're giving yourself away to Christ. You say everything belongs to you. All of me is yours. I give myself away. Many people are afraid because they think they're going to lose something. But I'm promising you, you're gaining eternity. Just for a little while. This is only a little while. To give him everything. To not, to not, to look like the world for a little while. It's just a little while. It's just a little while. Four million years does not equal up to eternity. So you can look at it and say to yourself, I've been coming in this church and I've been doing this. And for some of us, it may have just been a year. For some of us, it may have been 40 years. For some of us, 20, 30, 60. Some of us who have lived long enough to see a lot of things happen. Things come and people go. It's nothing compared to eternity. If Christ came back yesterday, what was your thought process? What was your attitude? How was I thinking? How was I loving? What was your attitude towards serving him? What was it? I urge you to accept the gift of God by accepting Jesus Christ. That even if you should, this should be your last day. If you accept Christ in your heart and, and from this point on you live faithful, you do everything that you can. If he comes back tomorrow, I, I, I fear, I have no fear that you have a better chance to getting into heaven than you did when you won in Christ or you didn't change your level of thinking yesterday. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 3, for you have died. Your life is hidden with Christ and God. Go down in the water grave of baptism. You rise up a new creature in Christ, not out of Christ, in Christ. You died to your old self, your old way of thinking and living and living for God. In conclusion, I want to ask you this. The Lord did not come back yesterday, clearly. He did not. But he may come 
today. He may come before we get out of this building. He may even come while you're sleeping so, re- so peacefully in your homes. He may come when we're driving to going back home or wherever our destinations are. He may come back a week from now. But the purpose I'm trying to make is we should be prepared. Each and every one of us should be prepared, awaiting his arrival. Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty, 28, 30. The Bible says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. And there are some people in here who are heavy laden. There's some people in here that have been through some things. I've been through some things. I've made some major mistakes. I've been embarrassed to the utmost, to the, to the most high. I could probably be on the, on the list of the dumbest decisions one could ever make. That's me. I could be the one who could not understand what it meant to, to be faithful, to be true, to be honest. I was self-centered. I was selfish. I was all of those things. Watch things I shouldn't have watched. Had conversations I shouldn't have had. That was me. But I had to make a conscious decision that if Christ had came back yesterday, I would be in hell. And it scared me. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about something. You know how to make holy water? You take it and you boil the devil out of it. So if you want a holy heart, you get your resistance training. And you take it and you resist the devil right out of it. Come to me and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Saints, we don't even experience what they experienced in the first century. And we whine and complain all the time. You know my favorite saying, again, that's all we do, again, again. And we weep and we cry. First century Christians had to fight for their lives to serve God, to even say that they walk with them, knew them, talk with them, study them. They had pleasure allegiance to them. Their life was at stake. Burn them. Use them as lamps on the streets. We have it easy. And yet we make it so hard. I urge you, if Christ came back yesterday and your answer would be, I wouldn't be in heaven, then let's change that today. If you're here this this evening and I've said something that struck a chord, you understand that you have not done the necessary things you need to do as a Christian. You haven't been as faithful as you needed to be. All of the things that you can think of that is on the list of being contrary to God's word and his will for your life, then you need to change it. If you sin publicly, you need to, need to ask for, for forgiveness of those things and make that known. If you brought shame upon the church, you need to make that known. But only you can make that decision. Only you can make that change. And if you're not in Christ and he came back today and you're sitting there saying, well, I'll do it next week or I'll do it tomorrow, it will be too late. Think in terms of every time you make a decision, your conversation, the people you hang around, everything you do, you think about if Christ came back yesterday. And I promise you it'll help you. It will help you. So if you're here today and you have not obeyed the gospel, I urge you to do so today. Here's water, why wait? You have an opportunity. You've heard the gospel being preached. Have a repentant heart. You need to confess that you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Be baptized and live faithful as if Christ could come back today, tomorrow, and even yesterday. So if you're here...
and you are subject to the invitation, I urge you to come as together we stand and sing.